The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Inside he comes. Oh, and not that far away. Larice was really, really worried. Well, I mean, it's it's almost perfection, isn't it? Because we've seen him do this quite often. Fred. Oh, beautifully done. Rashford. And Hugo Larice up to the task, and it's more frustration for Manchester United's number ten. Anthony, now Dallow. Better of Perisic. Sure! A full-blooded connection and a flying save. Well, if he carries on at this rate, he's going to walk away with the man of the match award, Lloris. Dallow again. Casemiro. Sancho. Shaw's outside him. Here he is. Shot by Casemiro. That's really sweetly struck. And look at Lloris on this occasion. You know, there was no movement from him. He was rooted. And he knew there was little he could do about that. But here's Fernandez. Sancho. Seed up for Fred. between their teeth oh, and the race again to Tottenham's rescue Benton Kerr breaker Son Kane and that was a whisker away he feels it was deflected and the officials agree Anthony Fernandez. Not quite, but it is Fred. And now Fernandez! Bruno Fernandez gloriously doubles Manchester United's lead. And it is a long, long way back for Tottenham. Rashford, will he have his say? Tremendous stuff from Lloris. He wants more protection. You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow BetMUFC on Twitter at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. 
You can also follow the Twitter account for the Soccer Gambling Podcast. It's at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. And finally, you can follow my Twitter account. I am at LockBettingCom. That's at LockBettingCom. So let's talk about the game against Tottenham because nobody else is. What they are talking about is what Cristiano Ronaldo did, which is the big story coming out of it. Cristiano Ronaldo walking out in the 89th minute. Um, My take is very, very simple. We need Ronaldo to go. Ronaldo cannot cope with the end of his career, which this is, at least at a top level. If he wants to go and play somewhere else, somewhere lower down, if he wants to go back to Sporting Lisbon, if he wants to go to the MLS then maybe it's not the end of his career. But his top-level career is over. His his career playing for a top Premier League team is over. Perhaps he can move to, to, as I said, Sporting Lisbon and still continue to play in the Champions League um, via Sporting Lisbon qualifying for the Champions League. But but I think it's over for him being in a team that could potentially win the Champions League. And I'm not saying Man United are that team, but Man United are a team who are challenging for the top four in the toughest league in Europe, the league that's most likely to win the Champions League at the start of every season. When you look at the, the teams who are favoured, it's always Man City, Liverpool and Chelsea are not that far down and, and neither are Tottenham. They're all in the top 10. So I don't think he can play in this league anymore. Stylistically, he's not suited, suited to what Ter- Eric Ten Hag does. We play better without him on the pitch. Our best three performances of the season, Ronaldo wasn't on the pitch. And um, it's clear that we don't need him anymore. I think it's clear to him. And I think that's frustrating for him. I think that's upsetting for him. And I sympathise with that. But you cannot walk away from the bench in the 89th minute and steal the headlines. And also, with Ronaldo being as experienced as he is, there's no way you cannot know that's going to happen. There's no way that you don't know that you're going to be the story. So I think if you're making yourself a story at this point and it's taken away from what we're doing, because the only thing we should be talking about is the fact that Man United didn't just beat Tottenham. You just heard it. We absolutely played them off the park. It was a absolute one-sided domination. It was better than the Liverpool game. It's better than the Arsenal game. I thought the Liverpool game would be as good as it would get to to outrun Liverpool of all teams by two kilometres and to beat them at Old Trafford and to turn around what we did last season, which was to lose by them by a 9-0 aggregate scoreline across two games. I thought that would be the peak of our season. That would be our best result. And it would be the result that would act as the catalyst as to why we would go on to improve and we would we would build off that and we would make it back into the top four. But I think still it is the best result because it's Liverpool and it's personal. But the Tottenham game was by far the best performance. Against Arsenal, we had to weather the storm for 20 minutes. I think a lot's been made of that. I think it's been exaggerated a lot in terms of how much trouble we were in. We, we sat back, we did what we needed to do, we defended well, and um, then we we broke away on the counter-attack and won the game. Eric Ten Hag was was a better tactician in the, that day than, than Arteta. He was a better tactician than Klopp, and he's absolutely done a job on Antonio Conte who continues to play 
this defensive style and, and Tottenham fans don't like it. And I said when I was previewing the game that Man United would win and that Tottenham fans would be fine as long as they um, were getting results. Well, they're not getting results anymore. And I've heard a ton of criticism on radio shows about Antonio, for Antonio Conte. And uh, the Man United fans are very quiet about the fact that they said that, oh, we should have acted quicker and we should have appointed Conte. And I was, and I was one of them. But, but that would have been very, very short term. What I'm seeing now is long-term progress. The way that we're playing, the way that we're dominating games, this is what Manchester United should be doing. We shouldn't be playing on on the counter. We should be dominating games. We should be moving the ball, passing, moving, pressing. Everything is there. And, and I have to come back to this point, unfortunately, but Ronaldo isn't a part of that process. Ronaldo isn't a part of what we are doing now under Eric Ten Hag. And, and in addition to that, he seems to be fixing the back line, the back line which was a mile off being sorted out, namely because Harry Maguire was playing in it. This partnership between Varane and Martinez, which isn't getting enough coverage, probably because so many people need to backtrack from the fact that they said Martinez couldn't play in the Premier League at five foot eight or five foot nine, and that he would struggle in, in this league in particular because they have to eat their words. Perhaps they're more reluctant to eat them because they've been proven completely wrong, at least so far. This partnership's working very well. Luke Shaw's come back in and reclaimed the left-back spot at the moment. Diego Dallo now is is proving to be what I thought he was um, before, which is one of the top five right-backs in the world for both club and country. If you looked at his last performance for his country against the Czech Republic, where, where he scored goals and was involved in everything, um, you'll, you'll see what I mean. Um, Casemiro's now got himself back into the team and he looks really, really good. Bruno Fernandes is playing better. That is the right person to be the captain. Christian Eriksen has been amazing. Like everybody's noticed that. Everybody's talking about him. Obviously, there are still issues up top. I think Anthony looks like a great signing. I think uh, we need to see a lot more from Jaden Sancho. His his place can be up for grabs if um, Ronaldo does come back into the team and we move Rashford out. Or, or likewise, if we sign a, a proper centre-forward who can move as well as Rashford. Because Rashford does move very, very well. That's why he gets so many chances, but he doesn't finish them. So if we get somebody equal to Rashford in terms of pace and movement who can actually finish then Rashford could be in trouble or Rashford could move over to 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 the wing again. Uh, I guess we still have Anthony Martial to come in and he's looked good every time he's played, but he's barely played. His injury record is absolutely horrendous. And at some point you have to give up on the guy. But everything looked so good. And, and, and a lot has been made by the Tottenham fans about how poor Tottenham were. And um, the Man United debate has been about Ronaldo. The Tottenham debate has been about Conte's tactics. And what's gone missing here is the fact that Eric Ten Hag has got this team playing unbelievably well. And um, this wasn't just a one-off. We've played well in many, many games this season in terms of what we're doing. You can see what we're doing. Finally, this word that was banded around cluelessly by people who, who obviously, you know, a lot of them just... Sometimes when you hear football opinion... On, on, on a radio station or a podcast, you hear it you hear it piggybacked by by people who don't really know what they're talking about and and the word that they that they would continue to say was identity, identity, identity. We need an identity, we need an identity. But if you press people further, I don't think they knew quite what kind of identity they wanted to establish. Well what we're seeing now is is a real identity of of, of Man United working hard, running 
passing the ball quickly, quickly, quickly. Not not this laboured across the box, across the box, across the box, side to side bullshit. Everything everything is moving forward. Players are moving forward into the position for the next ball, for the next ball, for the next ball, for the next one. If we lose it, win it back straight away. Five, six, five, five to seven seconds, we're winning the ball back. We're trying to win the ball back as quickly as we possibly can. This is what we needed to be doing. And we can do it a lot better because we have that protection now in order to commit ourselves to winning the ball back. We have Casemiro protecting our back four and the centre-backs in our back four are solid. Obviously, David De Gea behind him has always been solid. He's been solid for for years. He's been the most consistent goalkeeper in the Premier League over the last decade. So, very, very happy with how things sit. It's unfortunate that we have to dedicate time to to talking about the Ronaldo incident and how that's the main story coming out of this and how, as I said, I reiterate, he knew, he knew that he would be the main story coming out of it. Um, We're going to listen to what Eric Ten Hag has to say about that performance before we skip forward and just go straight to his comments about the Chelsea game. I think it's worth listening to what he said about this performance. Before we do that, though, let me take a second out to tell you guys about WinBet. If you're thinking about joining WinBet, now is the perfect time because new customers who sign up and bet $100 will get a $100 free bet. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgallonpodcast.com slash winbet so they know we sent you. That's sportsgallonpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Now, the offer subject to terms and conditions at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present in the state where a play for winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. This episode of BetMUFC is also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use the promo code NFCBEAST for 15% off which is active until the Eagles or the Giants lose their next game which is probably going to be the Giants losing at the Jags so make sure you get on this as soon as possible let me also tell you about No House Advantage because these guys are changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Playing pick and contest versus other people for your shot at winning 250k in cash. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at NoHouseAdvantage.com or download the app on the App Store to get the first deposit match up to $25. Make sure you check out No House Advantage today and experience fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play the game. It's where you play the game and you won't want to miss out on this. Let me also tell you guys about Babbel because if you're like me and it's a foreign language that you regret not learning in school, it's never too late to start with Babbel. It probably doesn't hurt with the women either. Babbel is the language earning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions thanks to Babbel's addictively fun bite-sized language learning lessons. You can finally cross learning that new language off your list. Right now, you can get 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash SGP. That's babbel.com slash SGP, B-A-B-B-E-L, up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. Great performance. Congratulations, Eric. Thank you for coming to see us again. Um, How pleased are you with that performance? And was that for you the best performance uh, under your leadership of Manchester United? I hope you had some more good performances. I think um, Liverpool, Arsenal. But today you see we develop. And you can see it the last weeks that we are growing in the season. um, That we get more proactive uh, in and out of possession. Yes. 
Yeah, and it was a performance, obviously, that the guys gave the man of the match to, to Bruno, but they said it could have been a number of players. It was a great team performance. Uh, Bruno scored, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I, I know it will come uh, with him. Um, he will be, um, uh, sometimes you have periods and you know that as a, as a striker, then you, you don't score. You know that as a striker or offensive player, you don't score. But uh, all of a sudden, you found it back. And mm. I think for Bruno, it's important. He scored a goal, but once again, uh, he played a magnificent role today. You said after the Newcastle game, which was nil-nil, and before today as well, only one goal in three games here as well, which was something that must have been potentially on your mind. But you said, we broke them, but we didn't kill them. Did you feel you killed Spurs today? And is that the kind of intensity and the, and the style of play that you want to see more of? First, you get organization uh, in and out of possession. And then when you have that right, you need the right intensity. Uh, and uh, you, you have to dictate the uh, intensity. And I think that is what he did today. Um, and um, I'll be fair, uh, I didn't expect it before. Because Spurs, they play really good this season. And they play really solid. Uh, every performance is, is that good. I, I thought before, we have to be really good to, um, to win this game. Uh, but we did, and uh, it was a magnificent performance. And I hope uh, we set um, yeah, a new base. And now, and you from stand. This I know we will not play every game good like this, but also when you don't good play, you have to win games, and that that are good teams for. You're, you're playing against a top-class opposition there, and you did so many things right this evening. What impressed you the most? What pleased you the most about that performance? Was it the pressing? Was it the energy? Was it the way you defended? Was it the way your midfielders protected the back four? I mean, there was so there was so so many good things about it. What impressed you most? Yeah, it's true, right? but. Uh, uh, there were so many things that were so really good. Our organization, our pressing organization was, was fabulous, magnificent. Also, I think the rest defense mm. and the counter press uh, was good. But also in possession, uh, the switch of play, how we dictate them, um, how many chances did we create. A lot of dynamic in front. So I, I'm pleased with this performance, Claire. So what, what I like about uh, the, the team tonight is the balance. I like that balance, eh? And they, they have the same energy from the start of the game and, and the end of the game. Because like you say, Tottenham is a difficult team to beat. And I was worried because first half it was still nil-nil. We didn't score a goal. And I want really our team like to kill those teams. And we did it on the second half. But it's well-deserved. I think this is the most complete game. I see even if we have a great performance against Arsenal, against Liverpool. But I just feel this performance, this performance was the most complete. Do you agree with that? Uh, I, I agree. I agree with that. That we, have, I think, from from start till end, we dictate the game, and yeah, and that is what we did in the games. Liverpool and Arsenal didn't do, but I, I, I only want to mention we had more good performances this season. But you see the development in the process, and I'm pleased with that. Clear. So eventually, they went on to ask him about Ronaldo and him walking away, and was he aware of it, and did he see it? He was like, "Yes, I saw it," and. And, he, and admitted he wasn't happy with it and that he would deal with it tomorrow. Um, but it's hard to to drag him into a a conversation about uh, player issues or this signing or that signing or who we're going to sign or who we're not going to sign or or anything personal at all. He he just doesn't he just doesn't give you those answers. He's happy to talk about a game. He's happy to talk about tactics. He's happy to talk about why a game was won and lost or how it played out and, and whatnot. But that that's it. Like You don't get anything out of this manager. He's very good at dealing with the media. And at the moment, it looks like he's very good at dealing with the players. I'm happy 
with with how he dealt with the Ronaldo situation. And we're going to hear more about that here because he was asked about Ronaldo and it was um, revealed that Ronaldo was asked to come on and Ronaldo refused to come on, which makes that situation even worse. So we are going to hear a, another clip from Eric Ten Hag. And um, this is largely moving on towards previewing the game against Chelsea tomorrow. Before we do that, let me take a second out to tell you guys about FUBU TV. Because if you watch football, you need FUBU TV. FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra cost. Over 100 channels of live sport and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch on all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favourite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubu TV for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to fubutv.com slash SGP. That's fubu, F-U-B-O-T-V dot com slash SGP. Let me also take this time out to tell you guys about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. Why is that important? It's important because um, if you constantly continue to take minus 140 and minus 150 when there is a, a minus 130 or minus 125 available, you are reducing your profits. So there's, there's no point reducing your profits, especially if you bet regularly because you'll you'll lose more money over a week. You'll lose even more money over the course of a month and you'll lose even more profit, an astronomical amount of profit over the course of a year. Now, I'm a person who posts my P&L spreadsheet every single month. You can see it on my Twitter account at LockBetting.com. It is the pinned tweet. And um, and yeah, that, that profit column would be much, much less if we didn't shop around for the best possible lines. And this is what you can do if you head over to Odds Trader. Odds Trader does more than that as well. It also allows you to compare different sign-up codes and promotions from sportsbooks to get the best deal. Also has player stats, key game stats, injury reports and projected game day weather for bettors to make the most informed bets possible, which is vital during the NFL season if you want to get yourself the, the best possible line. For all of this and more, just head over to their website. It's oddstrader.com slash bluewire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. Um, hi, Eric. Hi. We saw the statement yesterday from the club about Cristiano Ronaldo. I was just wondering how that conversation went with him and how you see the situation going forward. Um, what's uh, the talk? If you would... Ask about that. It's between Cristiano and me. Um, so the statement is also clear, I think. Do you feel that he will be able to play a part moving forward? Obviously, he's not available this weekend. Do you think he will be part of your team moving forward? Yes, it's also in the statement. And he remains uh, an important part of the squad. Eric, did he refuse to come onto the pitch on uh, Wednesday night? Yes. couple of weeks uh, in the start, the start of the season you uh, reacted to a game against Rayo Vallecano and said it was important for players to stay and support their teammates two or three weeks ago after the Manchester City game you said that Ronaldo was different and everybody knew he was different how do you manage this situation because it seems you've won a really big game everybody's talking about Ronaldo how do you manage this? Because you can't be certain this is not going to happen again. Uh, how we did look at this, like, um, I'm, I'm here the manager. 
Uh, I'm responsible for the uh, top sport culture here. And I have to set standards and values and I have to control them. And we are in a team. And in team we have, so we have standards, we have values, and I have to control it. And so after Rayo Bayagano, I thought uh, it's unacceptable, but he wasn't not, he wasn't the only one, but that is for everyone. So when it's the second time, uh, that will have consequences. That is now what we did. And um, so we miss him tomorrow. And, um, and that is a miss for us, for the squad. It's a miss. Uh, but I think it's important uh, for, the, for the attitude, for the mentality from the group. And now we have to focus um, on, on Chelsea. And that is the most important. Eric, what do you hope that the dropping in for the game and, and having him train on his own, what do you hope that will achieve? Are you expecting Cristiano to change and, and maybe to apologise and everything to be okay? But what do you hope it will achieve? Oh, I think uh, it will have a reflection uh, for him, but I think it's also for everyone else. Uh, it's um, I, I set a warning in the start of the season, and then um, and the next time it has to be consequence. Uh, otherwise, um, when you are living together, uh, when you are playing together, and football is a team sport, uh, and so you have to fulfill certain standards. And I have to control it. How frustrating are you finding this? Because we should all be talking about you maybe making the top four this weekend, but we're all asking questions about Cristiano. How frustrating is that for you? No, I understand. There are questions about that. But on the same time, um, it's about Chelsea. And we have a big game to play. So all my focus is on that game. All the focus from the staff is on that game. And the focus from the players are uh, on that game. And we have to win that game, and we have to do everything we can. So we need so full concentration to prepare that game and to play our best. And do you do you find that difficult? Do the players find that difficult to focus when all this is going on around the edges? Uh, I think that's part. And when you play in top football, uh, that are sometimes just the rumours, there's noise, and uh, don't get deflected. Uh, you have to focus on the on the job, and that is performed tomorrow. Eric, so far your your best results against your biggest rivals have come at Old Trafford. How ready do you think your team are to play that sort of way and have that sort of level of performance away from home? For me, it's never um, an issue away or home uh, because the pitch uh, is even big. Uh, it's 11 against 11. There's a ref, um, so it's it's all the same. And also away, we have also uh, always a lot of support from our fans and we are really happy with that so um, we feel we feel strong and we're looking forward to that game tomorrow and what Dynamic is it like when you're facing a manager you've already faced for a different team so soon after no, it's nothing I think um, from that game uh, it's a different game uh, a different team yes um so different players, we are further in the process. So um, I don't think, uh, of course, I know more about him. Huh? And uh, the first time he knew more, maybe more about me. Huh? And that, that is maybe an advantage because he know more about Manchester United in the first game. So now I'm longer in the UK in the Premier League. So um, 
tomorrow. Um, good fight, but it's not a fight between uh, managers. It's a fight uh, between teams. Uh, Chelsea, Manchester United. Thank you. So that brings us on to Chelsea and Man United, where Manchester United are the underdogs travelling to Stamford Bridge. Chelsea are the 11 to 10 favourites to win the game. It's 5 to 2 on the draw, and Man United are available at 23 to 10. This would be a phenomenal result, as was stated in that interview um, and that press conference, rather. We have been very, very good at home beating Liverpool, beating Arsenal, beating Tottenham. But the away form isn't there yet. Eric Ten Hag said it doesn't make a difference whether you play home or away. Obviously, it does because statistically, home teams always do better. It's very rare when away records are better and it is always highlighted as a strange event. But we do need a big away performance. Yes, we've won away to Leicester. And yes, we've won at Southampton, but it would be good to beat somebody in the top six. I'm not necessarily sure that would happen tomorrow. I would be happy with a draw, and I do think that will be the result. I also think it will be a low-scoring game. So when you're looking at a draw, you're looking more at a nil-nil or a one-all draw as opposed to um, it being a 2-2 or a 3-3 because these defences have both tightened up, even Manchester United have tightened up now under Martinez and Varane as their centre-backs. Chelsea, meanwhile, have conceded just two goals in seven games under Graham Potter and have kept five successive clean sheets coming into this game, while Man United have kept three clean sheets in a row. And um, these two sides have both seen fewer than three goals in each of their last three matches. We've also seen a pattern over the years develop where teams in the top six, when they play each other, they are usually low-scoring, cagey games. And I think that's what we'll see here. I think we'll see a cagey outing here. I think we'll see some sparring for the first 30, 40 minutes. It would not surprise me to see it going in at half-time, nil-nil. And that you put that will put you in a very, very strong position to cash a play on under two and a half goals. Under two and a half goals is actually available here at plus money. The 50-50 over underline here is 2.75. So for taking under two and a half goals, you are getting plus money here at 21 to 20. And that is going to be your lean here for this episode of BetMFC. But as I said over on the EPL show, that is actually a lock. I feel so strongly about this play. I'm going to make it an official lock here on the show. I do not see three goals being scored here between these two teams and I don't see anybody running away with the game either. I think if we do see anyone taking the lead here, I think they'll sit in and try to protect what they've got and they'll try to become a counter-attacking team and they'll either get that second goal on the counter-attack because the the team that are 1-0 down overexpose themselves or we could see the team applying the pressure, getting the equaliser and I think if we see this game at one all you know, 75, 80 minutes in, the two teams will resort to being cagey again as they probably were at the start of the game and uh, just settling for what they've got because I think it's important for Graham Potter to continue to protect this unbeaten record. They didn't win against Brentford last time out, but that is now eight matches unbeaten for Potter. Um, Eric Ten Hag obviously rebuilding again after the Manchester City defeat, but that's just a, a minor setback. Everybody loses to Manchester City. I think the, the manner of the defeat was more concerning, but the bounce back has been very, very good. We did sort of hop along after that defeat. Yes, we were undefeated and um, we did get some wins against Everton and a couple of wins against Omnia, but 
We should have won against Newcastle. We couldn't get that one over the line, mainly because of refereeing decisions. But this Tottenham game, I think, puts us back where we were. And um, after the after the wins against Liverpool and Arsenal, and we don't want to go backwards here. So I think it would be relatively negative for the momentum of either team to to lose to the other, and that's why I just see this petering out into a draw. Um, I definitely don't see three goals here. I either see one nil for either side, somebody winning two nil and getting that second goal on the break, a nil nil draw even, or or a one one. I just don't see any scoreline where it's a really exciting game and we see a 3-2 or a 2-1 or or anything like that. So we're going to go for under two and a half goals. That's going to be your lock here on this show. And that's a plus money lock on under two and a half goals, which is available at the price of 21 to 20. That's it for me in this edition of BetMUFC. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.